Hey everyone, so this is Brooke. I just wanted to share my feelings really quick about this episode as a whole. Leah and I have been kind of nervous about releasing this episode to the world because it tackles a more serious topic that we've never really dealt with before. And we are tackling this topic from our standpoints as lesbians and feminists and also as K-pop fans because it does have to do with Korean society and idols and things like that. But coming to this episode, I just want everyone to understand that Lee and I are talking from our perspective as lesbians and feminists and people who also have some type of trauma with men in general. And while we're not going to go into that any deeper, um, we're not anti-men. We have people in our families who we love who are men. We have cousins, fathers, brothers even, and you know, if you can't come into this podcast with an open mind and thinking about it from our perspective, from where we are, then I would advise for you to seek out another podcast. And if you're staying along and you can open your mind and come with us and listen to our serious topic that we're kind of nervous about, then hop right in the episode. We'll see you there. Uh, welcome back to Let's Get Candid. I'm Leah. My pronouns are she, they. And my name is Brooke. Um, I currently use she, her pronouns, but I think I'm not cis, so... We're, we're trying out some they, them pronouns um, in the house. Going good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I shaved my head, so, I mean... That is definitely, I'm sure, helping your, like, your your head figure out where you're at oh yeah i've just noticed like a big change in like your overall like aura or yeah Mm -hmm. personality um you're a lot more carefree and you just feel very confident i can tell well i've always felt like very insecure about my hair it's all it's been a running thing for so long i love being blonde i've been blonde since like fifth grade maybe fourth grade even and like, I've been doing it for so long at this point, and my hair never curls. My hair's never curled or stayed in a curl. And when it does, it was really hairsprayed for a dance recital or, like, a cheer competition or something. But that's a little different. But, like, my hair never styles. Majority of the time, it doesn't look good. Except for the one time I cut my hair short, it looked good. And then it started to grow out, and I wasn't keeping up with it. So I just struggle with, like, styling my hair in general, I think. So... It feels like a weight is lifted. I don't have hair. Like, I'm just waiting yeah. for it to grow out. I'm so excited because I think I'm going to end up having a mullet because I've seen, like, other people who have shaved their heads and they're like, I have a baby mullet on this side. I don't have the mullet on this side. I'm like, I'm, please, please give me a mullet. mullet. I want a mullet so bad. It's yeah. just a modern day want for lesbians, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm growing increasingly jealous of... Brooke shaved head. I'm really tempted to do it myself. The only thing is that I'm an essential worker. And so is Brooke, but Brooke works with the same few people I work in retail. Um, so it's a lot more people going to be like perceiving me. <laughs> and I just don't want that at all. So there, there's just a little bit more. Not that I'm like. Oh, like, you're you're fine to shave your head. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to be anxious about it. Right. But there's just more people who are going to see my head, and it just is a little scary. One thing I do have to say about, like, the whole shaving my head thing, 
I wish TikTok like didn't ha- implant it into my brain with that whole audio. It's with, not like, helping. Shave your head. Just do it. Yeah. What do you have to lose? Just shave your head. One day you're going to look back and be like, why didn't I shave my head when I could have? If you're wanting to shave your head, this is your sign. Like it. Just do it. It's not helping. No, it's not. I appreciate it because like here I am now. Loving life. My head. I'm going to be perceived. I'm going to have to deal with being perceived. If someone asks me, if someone has to ask me why I shave my head, I'm going to be like, because I wanted to? Like, why else? Why else would I shave my head? Because I wanted to. Well, so besides that, a few things have happened in media that have been interesting. Well, yeah. Um, Not only K-pop, but some other things. Oh, Um, my God. (laughs) So today's date is May 6th, and I believe it yesterday that godforsaken child was born. Um... (laughs) Elon Musk and Grimes had a baby. And mind you, this is Elon's, like, seventh sixth, child. Seventh sixth. child. One of them is passed yes. away. Yeah. But sixth child, yeah. currently. And you guys have seen the name going around. <laughs> um, and the it memes. It is spelled X-A-E-A-12. Pronounced, I believe, Sasha Archangel. There's no confirmation from either parent that that's the way Elon it's pronounced. Elon just posted a, I hate calling him like Elon. Like, Elon. Like I like him. Right. Mr. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Musk posted a picture of, I guess, so, okay, Grimes had posted a tweet like breaking down what the name means. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like part of it is like their favorite aircraft, like. What couple even, like, discusses what their favorite aircraft... Like, what... That's some rich people bullshit. It is. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but so Elon had posted a picture of what I suppose is that aircraft and saying, oh, you pronounce it Archangel 12. I don't know... Where Sasha Archangel came from. Yeah, so I really have no idea how this is goes, pronounced. Yeah, I hope they go um, on, like, Insta Live or something. Yeah, and or, be like, this is the f- two-second-old child. Like, they are parading this kid around, like, right out of the womb. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> and he has the grime nose and everything. It's, oh, my God. Oh, I am this kid, he, he's, he's he's in it for a big... Oh, yeah. Oh, for oh. a... Mm. He's got a lot coming. Yeah, that's for sure. What is this is gonna like? What is this child going to do? Like, I'm a little I know. scared. Like, I'm, I, don't know, I am I don't, scared of this baby. I don't know what to expect. I, like, yeah. it seems like it's gonna be a very chaotic child. I am very terrified, but I mean, we just have to wait and see. The future is bright. Yeah. The archangel has come to, <laughs> come upon us. My God, it's the, the the second coming. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, and then in other baby news, our our exo boy Jungdae, his his what we assumed to be wife. I don't think there was ever confirmation that they actually like did the marriage. But thing. they said they said but he they and his said wife his, welcomed him the baby. and his wife mm-hmm. welcomed their first baby, and that just makes me really 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 happy. Um. If you're a Jungdae anti, leave the chat. For sure. We do nothing but love and support his marriage and his child. Um, that child is spoiled already. Oh like, my gosh. Pre-spoiled. Yeah. Oh, I'm so... I really hope they wait like a couple 
like six months until they like de- debut this kid. <laughs> well, I, like I'm really impressed by the way SM went about this yeah. marriage this they time. They learned from Sungmin, hundred percent. They looked back on their mistakes. They reflected. They repented. And <laughs> no, they, they absolutely they've come miles from that. And like I think a lot of like. One reason I don't understand why people aren't okay with the marriage to, like, Zhang Dae Chen's wife is they've been together for, like, over three years. Like, there was always rumors of him dating a non-celebrity in, like, 2017. No one took it fucking seriously. And now... And I know it's the same person because he sits there talking about how much he's been in love with this person for so long. Like, he knows he wants to have a child with this person. I do not doubt that it's the same person. He's a very, like, he's a very loyal and private person. mm -hmm. Of course it's going to be the same person. And, of course, this is going to be the first time we're really hearing about it. And I think it's huge that it came from a personal letter from Jongdae himself. And it wasn't after, like, in a situation like Sungmin not didn't, like, not excusing all the hate and all the flack that he got for getting married, but he denied it at first. Mm -hmm. He denied having any sort of um, significant other. And I think that's where, like, SM was like, no, you are putting out a personal statement. Trust me. Yeah, I really Um, appreciate the idols that are, like, open about their relationship. Like, not, they're like, whatever, my fans deserve to know. Like, and if they're mad about it, then they can be mad, but they deserve to know. And, like... The just the shockwave of all of these other celebrities coming out of their like marriage of like nine years right. after Jung Day did is just oh so gosh. funny. <laughs> Imagine being the wife of that like celebrity. Oh, I would be pissed. Being like you've been together for seven years and this is meanwhile, the first time you're talking about your marriage and you have like five kids together. Meanwhile, EXO Korea's boy group can come out of with his marriage like right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh. It would, it would be over. Yeah, that marriage sorry. is over. I'm sorry. If we're ever in a situation where we're Korean celebrities. Oh my gosh. No. Um. But yeah, so very exciting. Happy baby news. Um, babies. I love babies. I recently passed a time where I was a baby. I had my- <laughs> what? what? <laughs> it was a really bad segue. I'm sorry. No, I just had a birthday. Um, that was good. <laughs> I didn't even realize what you were talking about. Oh my gosh. Um. Uh. Yeah, I turned twenty-four. Disgusting. Um. But it was a fun time. We, me and my family, had a little party over house party. Um. My family actually came up. So I'm in Green Bay right now. My family's all in Illinois. And they had come up to give me cake and cookies um, just for like half an hour because I wasn't comfortable with them staying over or anything just because of this whole pandemic situation. Um, And so they just, they refused to go my birthday without seeing me and it just really meant a lot for them to come up. Um, So it was a very good birthday, very good quarantine birthday. And what made it even better, we got two comebacks. Um, Oh My Girl came back with Nonstop. um, And we've been nonstop listening to it. Oh, my. (laughs) Did you expect me to not say that? And then Chunga also came back, um, which we were really excited for at first. And then it was in the teasers, right? 
In her, that, yeah, because this is the, just a pre-release yeah. single, too. Yes. So it's not like an um, album or anything yet. It's just her single that she's yeah. releasing. And in the teasers, there were... I, I actually didn't see them. What was she specifically It was wearing? a headpiece that yeah. um, is significant to Desi culture. Yes. So anti-brown, we're not we, we are not a fan. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, you know, at least I'll have Oh My Girl. Like, we won't listen to Chunga, you know. And that's that, you know. No... No big deal. Right. Um, it's a little awful, 100% awful, um, but, you know, hopefully she'll, like, learn to move on. And then, like, a couple days after, we find out that the company erased and deleted all images and all, like, references, um, references to... Anything, like, Any, offensive yeah. that, they, like, had been teased. And so the music video was released with... None of that, which I didn't see at all on Twitter. No, I didn't see it. I didn't see anybody talking about it. It which, was my friend Tori who um, had messaged me yeah, about it. Yeah, when does a company ever do that? When, right. Like, so we did watch Chunga. Very, de- very good. I almost said delicious. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> very delicious. Um, you know, but they, she didn't make our top two. Um. Because because we have GWSN Bazooka on Girls here in the park. for our favorite new release. Um, we might I don't know it could be a segment if we have enough new if, releases that we like. If we wait long enough for an episode like we did this time, <laughs> we will. Um, but I don't know. Please listen to Bazooka like right now. It it's, seems like GWSN are like steadily on the incline to like yes. blowing up and I'm super excited they, and their yeah. company has been releasing mm-hmm. like so much content around the song and they, I really yeah, love it. Yeah they did like a stay at home little cute video and with them in their dorms just like dancing and singing along to the song it's so cute. Mia's mullet is impeccable. Yes. Her styling in this has got me just like it's a guttural reaction oh, yeah. when I see her. It's great. They, it's amazing. They did a great job. This um, era is like really good. Yeah. Really like fully got me into them. Like full swing. Mm-hmm. Very excited for my future with, with them. I'm excited. Also, if you're listening and you need an excuse for whatever reason to stand GWSN, there's a member who was on Produce 101 and she was the in the Avengers dance group. Yeah. So, So Kyung, Stan Her. I mean, if We're you not watch Produce 101. The, these girls are not playing around. They have come with some serious talent. They have a very unique sound. And, like, they're almost, like, they're doing, like, a Magic Girl concept. So, mm-hmm. like, similar to, like, WJSN. But, like. Different. Still just, different. Yeah. Like, it's great. It's just a very unique um, sound and group of girls. And. They're very chaotic, which is a requirement for me mm-hmm. um, to really, like, fully invest in a, in a group. Um, so, great times, great times. Stan, GWSN. Yeah. We're not, we're not, this isn't just a promotion podcast for no. them. I mean, it's kind of turned into one, nobody's arguing. Yeah. But we are not sponsored by G- GWSN. <laughs> I mean. We could be. Someone got sponsored by Daya. <laughs> right, I know. MBK really hit someone up. Yeah. <laughs> to sponsor Daya. Like, what? That's, That's so funny. So, I love that. Um, and the person, like, edited a little clip of Daya themselves. Yeah. And, like, okay. So Aww. cute. But, yeah, we're going to be having another K-pop-related podcast episode today. We're going to be 
getting into the nitty gritty on like K-pop inequalities and with that, not so much like big scandals or like censorship issues in terms of choreography, stages, things like that, you know, not no slave contracts, no like quote unquote dark side side of K-pop. Right. We see a lot, Um, like you see a lot of articles talking about dark side of K-pop, like in the slave contracts and obviously like the tragic um, lives that were taken in the K-pop industry. Um, but we're not going to use them as click words we or clickbait. The only like time that. we will mention any of them is with happiness and talking about them and how they have changed our lives. Mm-hmm. And another thing we're not going to be talking about is dating because that's going to be a whole topic yeah. within itself. Like we could go on for days about gender inequalities mm-hmm. and All, like sexism yeah. and shit like that. All of these dating. things that we are like going to mostly avoid are they can be an own their own episode like we just want to focus on a couple of things that maybe you haven't heard of or may not know that have happened may not think of when you think of kind of what is quote-unquote problematic with k-pop um not so much dark side obviously yeah we got this um we referenced an article we can link down below Mm mm-hmm um, from South China Morning yep. Post. And also, like, going forward, just be warned there's a trigger warning yep. here because there are a few t- topics that are a little, like, triggering. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter. Well, yeah, they're just triggering. They're yeah. just triggering. So there's, like, three subtopics that we're going to get into from this article, and we kind of split them up accordingly. One is going to be, like, expectations for women in Korean society and K-pop mm-hmm. um, in general. And then, like, feminist issues because it's recently become like a bigger topic that's being a lot more talked about in Korean society Mm -hmm. and then we'll see how it goes um we might get too into it so we have a few topics that we're gonna do but like there might be more and um keep in mind obviously we're not Koreans yes we don't we are not inside of Korean society what we do know about like Korean society and culture is that it is pretty conservative And that's not to say that American society is not conservative. That's not what we're trying to say. Like, we're not saints because we live in America, obviously. That's, like, we want to make that very clear when we're going into this. Like, we don't know everything, obviously. But what we see, and these are just our personal opinions on these issues from Mm -hmm. feminist standpoint, from just being women. I mean, we're not really women, but, like experiencing how it is to be a woman yes at one yeah. point in our lives and a lot of that conservativeness in korea comes from fucking imperialism and yes. colonialization from america right so you know there is no sense of supremacy here um on our end it is just no matter which way you spin it mm-hmm. it's not right <laughs> And there's no shortage of discussions to be had about imperialism and the um, yeah. parallels between Korean society and American society. Yeah. And let's like we're not going to forget that going into this. Yes. This is just our personal opinions based upon our views and our political views mm-hmm. and our morals and yeah. things like that. So we're just going to get right into like mm-hmm. expectations for women. Recently, a Crampot member, Wei, she was talking on, I think it was a Twitch Live, yeah, because I'm pretty sure she does a lot of gaming now. 
Um, and she's just talking about stuff that happened while she was in the K-pop industry and she was an idol. And um, when she would sit down with their company and they would have meetings and talk mm-hmm. about things. And she said that her company, Chrome Entertainment, had once sat them down and they were having a meeting and they talked about and warned the girls about how any type of romantic relationship as, like, when you're an idol, if you have a romantic relationship, it could break you as an idol. It mm-hmm. could ruin your entire career. Like, that was something that they sat them down and told them as if it's, like, that's normal. Like, yeah. like you need to expect this when you're be- going to become an idol. You need to expect that if you get into a relationship, you're going to get, like, essentially taken out of the industry. Mm-hmm. Like, like your, your reputation is yeah. essentially stripped from you. Mm-hmm. And just like America, Korea is a very male-dominated society. So Kim Soo-jung, she is a Kansai professor at Jungnam University. She commented that um, South Korea, just like the United States, South Korea is a very male-dominated society. And because of that, girl group idols, you're just expected to be more mature, but also submissive. Right. Which... Contradictory. Is a, <laughs> yeah. Complete contradiction... Um, and that is refer- referred to as uh, men's gender authority. So you obviously like you, that women. The women are ob- already the others, and there is unre like it, literal impossible expectations put on them. You can't be mature and submissive. You can't constantly adhere to all of these things. Not mm-hmm. having any sort of like, romantic relationships when you, like, don't have a dating ban. You're just, like, your reputation's going to go to trash. Yeah. So don't do it. Um, That is just, like, way controlling and... Unrealistic. Because people fall in love like nothing. Yeah. And, yeah, just to reiterate that um, in South Korean society, they do call gender inequality men's gender authority. Like, that's the term that is coined specifically for it. So when that's the term that's used for it, Obviously, there's they're very aware of this. Mm-hmm. They're not just putting they're not just putting like a label on it. They're like being very specific about like what their problem is yeah. in their term. Mm-hmm. And even more with um, Cram Pop's member and her company Chrome Entertainment. At one point, when they had sat her down for all of this, from what I read, I believe that she had been told that she was talking too masculinely or with too deep of a voice tone. Like, when she would speak, it was too deep. So her company was like, you need to speak more like a girl group idol. Like, you need to speak more like a woman. Like, first of all, what does that even mean? Yeah. Um, (laughs) But it's just, like... What a like a, what a weird comment because I feel like nowadays there's a lot of like deep voice idols and it yeah. doesn't really matter anymore. They're praised just, for that. Yeah, like, just to Mimi, see that turn. Yeah, oh my girl Mimi, she's like known for her husky voice, mm-hmm. like, and you're you're not you're never gonna hear some big wig CEO say, oh you need you sound you sound like a girl group member. Like, I mean they might. Yeah, they probably would. Honestly, you sound too fruity and tone it down. Um, oh, no. But, like... What? <laughs> just too fruity. I thought of, I thought of Joe Kwan. <laughs> I mean, he, that's... He's fruity. Yeah. I'm saying nothing further. He's definitely fruity, yeah. though. Um. <laughs> just going along with, like, expectations for girl group members and... Yeah. Also along with, like, just the turn of the generation and how a lot of people, a lot of... Um, women with huskier voices in the industry are praised because they're more 
women fans. Like, there are more fans that are mm-hmm. women than men, but of course, there are still idols who have a lot of male fans, mm-hmm. and it can get a little weird sometimes. Um, for example, <laughs> Lovely's Miju was actually like sexually harassed multiple times yeah. by her fans quote, that unquote, are men. fans. Yeah, quote unquote fans, because that's disgusting. that's not a fan. No. You're um, disgusting. It didn't only happen on V Live, just like NCT had been yes. by international fans, which mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Ugh. Um Yeah, so it's not just um the girl group idols mm-hmm. who are getting this kind of sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Um so not so much like an inequality within the K pop industry. Right. But it's just like things that K-pop idols in general face is disgusting, sexually harassing Mm -hmm. comments being made directly to them, not just commented. Um, Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what happened with Miju is that she, and I don't know why it's her specifically. It seems like they seem to target her because she was on this V Live and she read these comments out loud because she was like, what What? the, like, what are you doing? And she like swore at them, which rightfully so, but she got in like a mini scandal because of it. She got more backlash for swearing than for getting sexually harassed. Yeah. And then she got sexually harassed at her fan sign twice. Two times. That's, I would never like, we've, at my place of business, we've had like really creepy guys come in and like sexually harass my coworkers. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to come in again after an incident like that. I can't even imagine, like, being no. in, like, a, like, in a celebrity yeah. role and having to, like, go through that. And be submissive to these people and oh, act like it's not a big God. deal. Like, thankfully, they're, like, Lovely's company, Wulim, actually got involved and yeah. did make this person not come to the fan signs anymore. But imagine other idols where they have, like, sexy concepts mm-hmm. and that's their whole fan base is yeah. people like that. And they're just there to try to get a cheap shot almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so disturbing. Yeah. And, like, I'm just glad that Wulim took action. Yeah. Um, but you never know. You just never know. Because there's so much surrounding lovelies. And mm-hmm. I just can't even, like, imagine. I just, honestly, let's move forward. Yes. Yes. <laughs> let's move forward. hmm Because poor Miju. I hope yeah. she's doing okay. And I'm glad that she's, like, lovelies defender. Like, she will... She'll do anything for her group, yeah. and I really appreciate her for that. Yeah, she's very strong. Very strong. But now we even want to jump right into, like, feminist issues, since it, it has been a hotter topic within yes. the last five or four years in Korean society, which is, I'm glad that they're finally taking, like, huge steps mm-hmm. forward. It's Obviously, incredible. it's been small inches here and there, and people have been gradually fighting and fighting for, like... But that's all it takes is, you know, just a few trickles and then... An explosion. Yeah. But this um. particular explosion was a book that was released called Kim Ji Young, Born 1982. The book was released in 2016, and its film came out in 2019. And the book was written by Jo Nam Ju. And it's just a memoir of pretty much everything she went through as a woman in Korean society and mm-hmm. her um, experiences being a mother and growing up as a teenager and just yep. everything... Everything she sees from a feminist point of view in her yes. life and going in and just breaking all that down in so a book. Yeah, it's been like a real, like a big torch almost for the feminist movement in Korea. Like a lot of people just look to this book mm-hmm. and it, 
you know, it's a big impact on that movement right now. And obviously as Korean society is talking more and more about this book and like the impact it has and everything that it has done for women and everything that they finally been able to reflect upon mm -hmm. with this book, naturally there are going to be some idols who get into this and we have a few examples here. Obviously there have been a lot more. I know that there have been multiple people talking about this book in this film, mm -hmm. but Wonder Girls Yeon, or otherwise known as Hot Felt Now, which is her stage name, um, she posted a review of the film and obviously it was credited for starting this whole discussion and it was just, she got a lot of flack for it yeah. because, and a lot of people were saying, like, what kind of discrimination have you faced? Which obviously she's a woman. Um, like, um, she, she's a woman you're in a sexy period. society like she's faced more than people from the outside will probably ever realize and she, mm -hmm. more than we will ever probably even know about yeah there's probably a lot more than there's a lot of internal stuff like at companies mm -hmm. in like people's own minds right you know there's so many directions these um oppressions can come from you it's so hard to actually picture how many like how much like crap everyone gets yeah whether it's online comments or yeah. stuff in person because we don't know if there's been other harassment cases that we've just never heard of like hushing up is such a big thing exactly everywhere right <laughs> just in korea are you kidding me like our stupid government right um but it's Prove time and time again that whenever there's some sticky situation, hush up money. Yes. Well, we talked about um, JYP, and they're obviously a part of the big three. I mean, that's questionable. Obviously, Big Hit is starting yeah. to bump some people out. But another idol from the big three, Red Velvet's Irene, actually mm -hmm. talked about how she read the book, and she had posted it online, and she was also attacked by K-Nets. And now there's that trope online of Irene hates men, Irene hates men, which... Obviously, she probably doesn't hate all men. Like, it's just a, it's just it's a joke. She just, we just live through her. Yeah. Like, we just love to see it. And I think she loves to see it, too. I think she mm -hmm. enjoys being that person for us. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm speaking maybe, out of term. Maybe I'm projecting. <laughs> maybe I'm projecting. Yeah, maybe I am. But, like, but yeah, I just really appreciate her. And I love the memes. Like, yeah. They obviously have a lot more weight to them just being memes because of this whole issue, but right. it's honestly, like, it's just too funny. It's, people who can't understand that it's a joke are, like, that's their problem. Like, mm -hmm. the, if they can't understand that it's a joke and they have to dissect it and be like, she obviously doesn't hate men, like, that's on you. Like, everyone else here understands that we're just laughing. Like, it's, And that nobody who is a feminist hates men. Right. Like. Exactly. Anyways, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. Like, that's a whole other podcast for real. There are other people who have been, gotten a lot of flack for not even talking about this book specifically, but just for expressing any type of, like, feminist not, beliefs. And, and I don't even think these things that they, they're, like, phrases that would be written on a Forever 21 shirt. Like, it's not, it's not feminist. It's yeah. not revolutionary. It's just, like. A phrase yeah. that's right. It's a phrase that's positive for women. It's not so much like a feminist viewpoint, like. But people are still getting upset about it just because, like, this whole issue, and it's just it's it's, ugh, it's just mind boggling. But a pink non 
she had a phone case on her phone that she posted a selfie on Instagram with it. And all it said was, girls can do anything. Which, yes, they can. Yeah. <laughs> Why, like, it's interesting to me that that was a problem because it should be acknowledged that women are capable of... Right. Women are capable of achieving anything they want. That's not a problem. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a, like, radical that viewpoint. That shouldn't be contested. Right. Like... We've We're seen that. We've seen it. Nan is an idol. Like, all women who are idols prove that girls can, can do, do anything. anything. Like, because K-pop used to be such a male-dominated industry, and since with the turn of girl generation and first-generation girl groups, mm-hmm. like, they, like, people will joke on Twitter, oh, like, SNSD paved the way. No, they, they legitimately, did. like... They open doors for women, like yeah. so many women in the industry. There's so many girl groups debuting now, and if you looked back to when SNSD debuted or any first-gen girl group debuted, they were the only ones among mm-hmm. a few. Now there's girl groups being debuted, like, left and right. It's yeah. awesome. It's amazing. It's incredible. I'm, like, I hope that SNSD are, like, they love it. I'm sure mm-hmm. they are supporting all the rookies that they can and doing their best to, like, yeah support all these young women and like be there for them like it's awesome i love seeing like snsd members like hyoyeon mm-hmm. with who is she with sugi yeah hyoyeon and sugi and just like collabs with snsd members and like other like younger gen members and, and you know it's a huge for those rookie for those new girl oh yeah new new goos like that is who they looked up to. That's who they wanted to be. And for them to, like, have that opportunity because of that person to go on and do, the, like, and to fulfill their dream is amazing. Mm-hmm. The fuck you mean girls can, can't can do anything? Yeah. They can do everything. It's just weird to me that that specifically yeah. was such a hot topic. But I do have another one. It's not... A K-pop idol, but it is a woman who has participated in, like, the Korean entertainment industry. And she's a voice actress. Her name is Kim Jae-yeon. And she was fired by the game company that she was recording voiceovers and everything for because she because she posted on Twitter wearing a shirt that says, Girls do not need a prince. Obviously a good, solid reason to fire someone. Yeah, she got fired because gamers, who are, like, obviously her primary audience, if she's doing game voiceovers, they claim that this phrase was anti-man. <sighs> Which, all she is saying is that women can succeed without getting married or yeah. being attached to a man. You're and not putting a man, you're not putting any kind of man down in that situation. No. You're just hyping women up, and what's wrong with that? There's literally, like, they're just a bunch of incels who literally made her lose her job. Yeah, it's sad. It's like it's not just getting like hate comments on the internet. Mm-hmm. This, you know, affects people's livelihoods. What? <laughs> it kind of like this situation with like gamers saying this is anti-man kind of just reminds me of like the whole GamerGate thing, and we won't even get into that because that is like a lot a beast. Yeah, that is a beast of a situation. It's, like, a little bit too much to get into because it's wild. Like, some <laughs> some crap I can't even believe, like, happens. Yeah. Like, and I understand that, like, when you... No, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't... Actually, no, I don't. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how people can see a phrase that is meant to uplift women 
and anyone who's not a male, a yeah. cis male, a phrase that's meant to lift up everyone else is always or usually taken as anti-man and it's just not the case. There's like, no we negativity. Can, we can and lift that's... up women without putting down men. Yeah. And I don't get why that concept is so hard for people to grasp. It just seems like when people are arguing so hard that like this is so anti-man, they are just pretty much saying that women don't deserve these yeah, things. Yeah, they're they're yeah, men are used to always being at the center of discussion so when we have something saying that hey maybe women deserve rights too they're like no it just seems so radical to them because it's just like not not something that has been really discussed before like it's just it's just so interesting how waves of feminism come at different times Mm -hmm. in different countries even if they do have a lot of similarities such as like south korea and the united states like i feel like the united states has come such a like I in mean, terms of white feminism yes, we have yes white feminism doesn't correctly reflect the real struggles that women face like, yeah women as a whole not white feminism as yes in, like um, cis white feminism so, there's obviously trans women in this community yeah we have every single step more to take um, when it comes to our own feminist struggles in the United States. Um, and putting intersectionality at the forefront of yes. um, the United States in terms of yeah. feminism instead of just what we've been getting for yeah. since the beginning of the feminist and argument. Korea's like, oh, women, I don't think you deserve basic human rights. They're still, like, closer to that stage. Yeah. And, yeah, it is just very interesting to see where, like, and how things like that develop culturally. And obviously there are cases in the United States where people speak out about feminism and it has ruined their reputation and their career. So this isn't to say that that is not something that happens here as well, obviously. Also speaking speaking out about like so many other things in America will like get you blacklisted from Hollywood, like for an example, like, you know, it's not just feminism like the second you speak out and rock the boat you get fired too like it's not unheard of anywhere else shit sucks my dude like (laughs) i feel like right now especially with this pandemic and everything going on it's really hard to take any big huge steps forward in both the lgbtq community and like in terms of intersectional feminism because there isn't much opportunity to go out and protest and have your voices be heard or any type of march that we can organize or any pride parade or anything like that. Like, there's a lot of things that are being canceled and it's going to be hard to try and get back up from all of Mm -hmm. that. But what we have to remember is that you can email your representatives and you can call your representatives and you can talk to your state officials. And if right now you're worried about Everything in terms of your safer at home orders and stay at home orders and people going out to the beaches and going to restaurants open at 25% capacity because I know there are plenty yeah. of states that are doing that. I believe every state should have a petition to sign yeah. to extend or to nullify any sort of stay at home order, be well, it you can... to extend it or mm-hmm. to put it back in place. 
Yeah, you can text resist bot, which yes. is, I think, 50409. You can just send them a simple text. I think pretty much for the most part they'll send you anything back. But they're also on Twitter. So yes, if um, you want any information on that, that's, like, yeah. the big culmination of We're not that. powerless. Also, I had a thought. There are a lot of idols who, like, at international concerts, they'll – not a lot of idols, but you will see idols – internationally hold the pride flag they will say like when we said i'm lgbtq Mm -hmm. um whatever that whatever you take that to mean um the boys pentagon luna have all held pride flags what kind of flag do they get have like is there any sort of like K-nut hate about that? I don't that? think i've seen much about that that is so interesting to me i know and also just Another thing with that discussion is just the whole how people are like, it's not like, it's not so revolutionary for them to hold the pride flag. I'm like, okay, but considering their conservative country where it's very, very frowned upon and very... Yeah. It's I, not legal. It, it's, it is illegal. It is yeah. illegal to be like LGBTQ you cannot, in Korea. Yeah. You can't South get married. Korea. You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, yes, them holding any type of pride flag is... A significant, I don't think it's revolutionary, no. no. I think it's a significant step in the right direction, and it's awesome to show that they want to represent their fans in any type of way they can, and they respect us enough to hold a flag that means a lot to us. We have so many idols who have, like, for lack of better terms, said gay rights. Like, I don't, I'm kind of surprised as to when we did our research for this, we didn't see any kind of, like, backlash on that because yeah, I don't think I've seen any even if it is internationally for the most part mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that K-Nets won't see it right like well and a lot of stuff happens in Korea on Korean radio shows yeah. like Dreamcatcher talking like specifically I think Hyun had specifically corrected the radio host who had said oh you're into men who and she's like no I'm into people who so yeah. and I don't think I've really seen anything about that and if I have Send me an email yes. link, please, at lesgetcandid at gmail.com. Like, I I need, I would love to see it. And if you have anything about, like, um, any type of flack that idols have received for even Yoongi, who has kind of yeah. expressed, like, Yoongi Suga from BTS, he's kind of expressed, like, pansexuality. Um, if you've seen anything about people talking badly about that, let me know because, I, yeah, I don't know if That's... I've seen anything weird you would think if people are getting shit for having a phone case that says girls can do anything you would think like oh you're supporting yeah i don't know like the gays maybe they just don't the posts where these things are said don't get popular enough for people to see them because fans maybe downvote it or something like maybe something happens there but obviously but with articles like we were researching wouldn't the more more downvoted ones get yeah more like get actually posted on these articles like i don't know i'm not sure but that is a completely different beast yeah (laughs) again (laughs) like lgbtq issues and south korea and all that yeah yeah it is a think piece i'm interested i kind of want to do more research on it and see if there's because i had just thought about it now right exactly i didn't even think that was some sort of like hate that idols got right yeah from like expressing like even like the smallest droplet of support Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, huh. I don't even think I've seen anything about Big Bang G-Dragon literally saying, even though I'm a man, I've had a boyfriend. I don't know if I've seen anything about that. So and even his whole ass said, I like men with his chest <laughs> at a concert. And we're just ignoring that as, like, a Korean general public? Like, fine. Sure. Great. I love it. Ignore it. Let's let's move on. Let's move yeah. on with it. <laughs> S. Hoon said, anyways... We're just going to talk about a few releases that we're really looking forward to and are excited for. Yes. Um, I'm sure there are a lot more comebacks that I haven't heard of yet that I, honestly, once again, send me a link. Yeah. Tweet me at Let's Get Candid. But we got Twitter. to me. <laughs> Tweet me on Twitter <laughs> at Let's Get Candid on Twitter. <laughs> um, but we got the two main frontrunners coming back in June. Twice in Blackpink, which is going to be a bloodbath. But oh, honestly, yes. I'm so excited. I love that Twice and Blackpink right now are pretty much each other's competition. And yes, I'm not writing Red Velvet out of this discussion at all. In because In terms of YouTube views, yes, definitely. Blackpink and Twice are at, yeah. at the front running and if you're talking about YouTube views. Um, but obviously Blackpink's comeback is going to be like major. Incredible. I really hope... That they release an English version of they the song. They need to. They should have, like, years ago. They should have had an English song released before they went to Coachella last year. You would think that. Or at least after. Yeah. Because I get that they released Kill This Love for Coachella. Because yeah. they were like, oh, we need a new song. Like, we need enough songs for a set list. But then release the English song after it. And no, the Samsung promo does not count. <laughs> it is invalid. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I... I I am bopping to awesome screen, awesome camera. Don't get me wrong. It's stuck in my head. Like, it's in there. But, like, we need a full, like, English release. Mm-hmm. Because I know that... I honestly believe that there are probably files of an English... An all-English song for Blackpink. And no, I'm not trying to push, like, Western agenda. But obviously, YG is already trying to push that. And they've been trying to push the Western agenda for their girl group yeah. for years. Like, over ten mm-hmm. years. So it's about time that they, like... Pull it all together and could, do it. They could actually do it for Blackpink. Yeah, like, everything's happened pretty organically. So successful. Yeah, because they've been in. They were in a movie. They mm-hmm. were on another. They were in Kill This Love was in um, to all the boys I loved before part two. Yeah, and then I don't remember what the other. Umbaya was in um. Like in Avengers. It was in. They were in Justice League, the Boombaya music video. Yeah, they just had so much success in the West, I feel, just, like, naturally and organically. And I think it's time to, like, hit the nail on the head. Like, get it going. Like, local news station reported about Doodoo's massive success. Yeah. What? It just... (sighs) And then, obviously, we're excited for Twice. Oh, my gosh. Because who's... What? Mina's back! Yes. And it's their ninth mini-album, and they have all nine members. Oh, my girls! So, this is going to be incredible, and it's produced by London Noise, which, yes, there are some London Noise songs that are not the greatest, but for the most part, like, B-sides and everything. Yeah, there's a lot of B-sides that I love. There's a lot of title tracks that I love. That would be a cool episode to do, like, favorite, um produced like um favorite songs by like the main producers oh yeah yeah but obviously everyone's just excited for twice and if you're not excited for twice you're still excited for twice you are you are i know you are 
are. They're yeah. beautiful. Like, you can't deny it. You're going to see a beautiful woman on your timeline, and you're going to be okay with it. Like, even if you're not a once, you're going to be okay with it because they're all gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's it. it. <laughs> that's it. That's all we have for today, unfortunately. I wish we had more to talk about. It was fun opening up about these topics and thinking about other subtopics mm-hmm. as we were talking about it. Like, yeah. other things that we may have noticed or not noticed. So, honestly, fun this was stuff. fun. Like, it was a huge think piece, and this is our first time really doing something, like, a little more serious like this. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned before, you can email us with suggestions. Email us at lesbiancanon at gmail.com. L-E-Z-G-E-T-C-A-N-D-I-G at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can go on Twitter at L-E-Z-G-E-T. Maybe we can sing our theme song. Yes, it's a Drake and Josh. L E Z G E T C A N D I G. It's like the true Jackson. We had a grown up job. Can we really get this away this listening thanks for listening you know we're big dumb lesbians we don't need to say it like we know we get so many comments like 